Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Faces of TBI, a podcast series by Survivors for Survivors. My name is Amy Zalmer, and I am the founder of FacesofTBI.com and the host for today's podcast. The goal of this podcast series is to bring awareness to traumatic brain injury and Each week, you will be hearing from survivors, caregivers, medical professionals, and other people involved in the community in an effort to raise awareness about this invisible injury and also as a way to help unite and educate fellow survivors. For those of you who don't know who I am, I am a TBI survivor. I had a fall on the ice and landed on the back of my head about 21 months ago. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, writing mostly about traumatic brain injury, so be sure to check me out on HuffPost. I am also a volunteer on the Brain Injury Association of America's Advisory Council, and I created facesoftbi.com, and this is a place where you can follow my blog to learn about about more about me and my journey, as well as sign up for my TBI newsletter. And you can also learn about upcoming podcasts and also check out my recently released book, Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Amy Zellmer, and you'll stay up in the know on all of the cool stuff that's going on with Huffington Post and in the TBI community. Today, my guest is Paul Bosworth. And I feel like I've known Paul forever, but actually I only recently met him about nine months ago when we both attended the Brain Injury Awareness Day in Washington, D.C. And I also traveled to Brobridge, Louisiana to help support Paul's barbecue for TBI. And I'm just so proud of him and all that he is doing for the TBI community. He is an amazing friend and a fellow survivor and advocate for TBI. And he suffered his TBI several years ago and found HBOT therapy to be extremely beneficial for him in his recovery. So welcome to the show, Paul. I am so glad to have you here today. How are you doing? Hello, Amy. Thanks for having me. I'm doing really well. Doing really well in Cajun country, South Louisiana. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, you're your weather's a little more beautiful there than mine here in Minneapolis right now. So. I'm, I'm here to spread the cheer. I'm here to spread the cheer. Thank Thanks you. for having me. I, I think I'm I'm probably one of your biggest fans as well because you're doing a Aww. wonderful job and great Thank series. You, I can't get waited to. I, I can't start get going fast enough. I can't speak fast enough. Obviously. <laughs> so tell our listeners um, briefly how you sustained your TBI. So I used to work for Lenovo, high-powered sales guy. I used to sell computers and uh, software and hardware and uh, essentials that go along with that. And while I was prepping for a client call, I I was based in Washington, D.C. area, and the call was – the client was in Ohio. It doesn't matter, but fact is it was a $6 million call, and I was – uh, I had MSNBC going, I had the news going, I had I had uh, several things going at the same time, email. I was looking up all about this company because I was going to talk to them in a couple of seconds, and I needed to know all about them. 
And as I was eating chicken fried rice, I choked on some food. And it wasn't a, oh, dear, oops, I choked on some food, let me cough that. It was choke, whirl into black. And apparently I got up, and when I got up, I passed out. So uh, lack of oxygen plus blunt trauma. I passed out a couple of feet away from where I was working. Uh, D.C. apartments aren't that big. And um, luckily I woke up, and when I woke up, I I couldn't see uh, clearly out of my right eye. It was almost like it was slivered. And little did I know that at that moment my life had changed forever. But what I found was... uh, a lot of a lot of unknowing and a lot of um not sure and a lot of confusion surrounding um brain injury concussion and this was september eleventh two thousand seven um I, I was fit to be tied because I had you know a six million dollar call I had to get going with and <laughs> I was the lead on it and this was in my this was obviously in my way. Call my girlfriend. Why would you call nine one one? This is not a big deal. <laughs> I just conked my head. No big deal. Call my girlfriend. My girlfriend brought me to uh, uh Virginia Hospital Center, also known as Arlington Hospital in the Arlington, Virginia uh area there. And they treated me and released me. And the same day, uh distemper comes to mind as a descriptive term. I was very angry. Uh, my head hurt, obviously. I had no idea of what I just what had just happened, and I was willing to tell you uh, that this hurt, uh, no matter who you were. Um, parking attendant, woman walking down the hallway, it didn't matter. Um, but luckily, uh, Stephanie got me safe so that I can get some some drugs, but those drugs turned into more drugs and painkillers and something to calm me down because I'm high-powered, I'm a driver, so you're not really going to stop me all that that fast. Um, Some people say I have a hard head. I just know where I'm going. (laughs) So uh, conked my head, and it got even worse. So with that said, uh, it it really started a year's uh, journey of of finding out what was going to happen next, and why wasn't I sleeping right? And uh, let's take a sleep study. A couple months later, let's take another sleep study. And um, let's take another sleep study, and we still haven't figured out why you can't sleep. Um, it, it, this went on for this confusion and, and uh, clamoring for different doctors and uh, just trying to figure it out. But luckily, I met a noted neurologist in the Washington, D.C. area at a happy hour before I conked my head. And I turned to my girlfriend, Stephanie, and I said, didn't we meet a guy that deals with brains? And she said, yeah. And that's when the story gets better. Uh, He basically coached me and listened to me go on and on and on. And with that said, uh, it kind of, he told me my job now was to get my brain back. And I didn't know what that meant. So he had to repeat it five times in five consecutive visits. And I would call him my CEO. He said, no, 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 you're the CEO of this corporation called Get Your Brain Back, Paul. And with that said, I went to Googling. And I found a doctor in New Orleans where I'm born and raised 
and he's doing some work with military folks and uh but but started out his work with the diving community the commercial divers that walk around on the floor of the Gulf of Mexico underneath the oil platforms and they get the bends which is you can look that up but he's he's working with uh the divers and then he's working with a stroke patient that had a a wound cuz it's uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, oh. HBOT. Am I going too far? I'm going to stop you. Yep, yep, you're getting a little too far ahead of us. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I just wanted I do that. to kind of briefly pause. I know, and I love you. Um, I wanted to just kind of pause and just really reflect on how you got your TBI. You know, oh. you choked on chicken fried rice, passed yep. out, and hit your head. So yes. I just kind of want to reiterate that. Like, it can happen to anyone. It it doesn't discriminate. You know, it doesn't matter what you're, like, you know, I fell on a piece of ice in my parking lot. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a sports injury or a car accident. You know, those are the most commonly thought of ways. Um, you know, it can just be something so simple that changes your life forever, as you and I have both experienced. Trauma trauma um, doesn't have an address and it doesn't have a dinner table. You don't set it. Yeah. It just shows up sometimes. Yep, exactly. Um and in my book I actually have a chapter where I, I talk about you and what happened to you and um how you started barbecue for TBI, which we can get to later if we have some time. Um, cool. but I'm just so proud of you and all that you've been doing um with the TBI community. Um so now let's fast forward a little bit to you've met this doctor and he does the HBOT therapy, which stands for hyperbaric oxygen therapy, correct? Correct. Correct. Right? And yep. yep, correct. And the local organization here in, in Louisiana was hosting an event um in the downtown area and he was supposed to be a two hour uh meet one hour meet and greet and then one hour of his presentation. And uh, with all the the hype of uh, Joe Namath bringing his brain back, and the hype of different stars using them and different athletes using them, it really got my attention. So I made a special trip from Washington D.C. to New Orleans, which is no easy feat because I had to maneuver airports, of which I was very good at. All of a sudden, now I wasn't, and so it took me a long time to sort that out and get down to New Orleans. And for 10 minutes, there was a meet and greet. And then for the for the other hour and 50 minutes, he talked the entire time. And he talked about how he's getting folks in a position to get their brain back or get them to a point where they feel better. And I walked up to him. I'll never forget this moment. And I said, I've had a TBI and nobody can tell. Can you help me? And he looked at me in real calm soothing voice and said, Paul, I think I can. And uh, it, that's where we are today. Uh, we, we think we can. So it's a matter of doing your homework. I did my homework for two months prior to. And uh, while he was talking about Charmaine Neville getting her brain back due to a, a unrelated, it wasn't trauma. It was actually a, a DNA that popped. And that DNA said uh, to her brain, okay, start deteriorating. And she started forgetting songs. Uh, I think it's Charmaine Neville. Forgive me if I got the wrong name. But anyway, uh, 
But in his presentation, he said, if you can do this in your hometown, do it. And I just got a ticket. I was like, perfect. Now I can I can do it because I live in Lafayette, which is Cajun country. It's outside of New Orleans. You'd like to think it's the other side of the world, but it's two and a half hours. And what I was looking at was doing was to go an hour a day for five days a week for eight weeks. That adds up to 40 treatments, 40 dives. Each treatment is called a dive. So, Paul, I'm going to interrupt you just quickly here. Can you sure. explain what HBOT therapy is? Absolutely. So if you've ever been in an airplane, you'll feel pressure when you take off, and especially when you land as well. Um, oxygen provided to a wound, so in this case the wound is your brain because you're stretched. In my case, I stretched it. Uh, the most precious thing next to your heart is your brain because it manages everything. Um, I stretched it, and it doesn't work anymore like it used to. So I can breathe oxygen at ground level, but if I breathe oxygen at about 15 feet below sea level in a virtual environment, that the, the brain will actually accept that oxygen in, and I'm basically oxygenating my brain cells amongst other cells. So I'm getting oxygen into my bloodstream, and that's basically it in a nutshell, uh, Amy, because it, it's, it gets technical after that. But it's it's very soothing, and it's very comfortable. Mm -hmm. And if ever, if ever you made a fort when you were a kid and like to climb in, and you can be in there for you know an hour or two, well, this is only an hour, and it's a means toward an end. Uh, folks tell me, oh, well, I'm not getting in there. It's nine feet by four feet. So it's pretty ample room. And the one at the hospital, and the one that I did, had a glass case with a speaker. So I can watch a movie. So I just kept bringing them movies for $5, and I would watch the movie. And it, toward the end, I started to fall asleep because it was just it was <laughs> like a lullaby. It was wonderful. Yeah. You know, and I do think that's the most common, um, like, resistance I hear from people is they're kind of really freaked out that you're in this tiny, you know, like, almost like an MRI um, Oh, no, it's, tube. it's, it's actually a lot wider <laughs> than an MRI. And that's not right. Yes, you get a lot <laughs> yeah, more Yeah, perception is and, reality. Yes, yes. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about how – I know you've done about 40 hours in the HBOT chamber, correct? Or is it more correct. than that now? Yep. yep. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about how it's helped you and what you've seen. Um, I know you had a lot of trouble before um, with, like, stuttering and cognitive processing. Like, how has it helped you in your recovery? Great question. Um, and, and it varies from person to person. I have to say that mm -hmm. right off the bat because that's what I kept reading while I was doing my research is it does vary. Um, after, uh, let's see, it came in stages. And by the way, Amy, other people had to tell me that I was feeling better and getting better. It wasn't obvious to me all the time. Um, so it came in spurts. So I'm 42 years old at the time, and um, I'm, I'm walking to my Jeep to, to go run errands, and this memory of Jenny, she's, she's 
from fifth grade, and I can see her in my mind's eye. I was like, boy, she is so cute. I'm going to ask her to the kickball you know, tournament or whatever. And I'm like, in that moment, I'm in the moment. And I'm like, wait a second. That was 30-some-odd years ago, but that memory popped into, into my mind. Um, uh, other people tell me that I, as I went along, I speak clearer. Uh, before, I would have to take a deep breath and shove the words out. Best way I can describe mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Uh, able, to, able to taste food. Boy, this is a good steak. Yeah, we think so too, Paul. No, this is a really good steak. And then I wouldn't stop until somebody said, okay, calm down. You got this. <laughs> this is a good steak. You're tasting food now. Because it was common with, with uh, brain injury, as a, a concussion, as I understand it, to lose our taste. And yeah. sure enough, that taste came back into play. for some people. Um, the, uh, the nerves, the cranial nerves that went to my teeth, that calmed down. My cognitive mobility came back a little bit. So I was dancing one night, and it was a chore. And I didn't realize it was a chore until 30 treatments in. The brain goes slow. It took 48, 42 years to get this way. Let's, let's you know, give it two months to, to, get, to get a little bit better uh, from a traumatic brain injury. And, you know, it was movement, uh, speaking, T's or T's and D's or D's. Um, sleeping was was prevalent right during the process, so I'd sleep really hard after every other or every third treatment. And when I woke up, I felt better. I felt rested. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, balance, um, sleep, a little bit on the site, but it's 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 like God is is hitting some dials and he's turning up the focus factor. So my, I, I was mm-hmm. able to hold memory for longer than I did before. So memory could be seconds. Now it's hours. Um, and it's just kind of, am I fixed? No, I'm not fixed. But I, I sure do feel better and my life is better. Therefore, I'm a more positive person than I was before. So um, with that said, um, I can't wait to do more. How would somebody find out, like, I know you're in the New Orleans area, and I know that they also have, like, um, uh, case studies. Is that maybe what it is, case trials? Um, uh, uh, but try, how would yeah, someone, the, not, someone not in your area, like, how, what would you suggest, how would they look for to find this treatment in their area? Bring it up. Uh, bring up the thought of 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 entering into a, a partnership with your doctor to talk about hyperbarics as an option. Um, bring it up. Look at it uh, in in hbot.com is a really good place to go. That's Dr. Harsh's uh, website address, and um, bring it up because it's it's very common. That if we if we skip by it, like you almost allowed me to skip by a whole bunch of stuff, if we stop for a minute, take a pause, and bring it up, it's like we want to talk about this option as a as a as a valid uh, entry into our our recovery. Um, I did mine five years out, uh, and I got some brain back 
from it. I took a before picture and an after picture, and before is missing brain in parts, and then after is brain showing up again. So that's pretty strong evidence. And when I showed, went, went back yeah. to my doctor in Reston, Virginia, he's like, he, I lost him. He's like, how did you do this? And that's why I say bring it up, uh, hbot.com. Dr. Harsh is always looking for uh, more people to, um, to, to put in a, a case study because it's, it's, not, it's not understood across the board. This is very new, mm-hmm. but as Dr. Harsh said, You've had a traumatic brain injury. There's an injured part of your brain. Let's supply oxygen to that area to see if it'll get better. And that's basically why they call it medical science, because it is a science. Yeah. You know, and you brought up a great point that you did this five years after your injury. Um, And that's just tomorrow I'm actually talking with Ann Forrest, who you know as well, about neuroplasticity Mm -hmm. and how your brain can continue to heal years later. So don't don't give up on your brain. So with uh, with that said, what I allowed my brain to do was have more wires with this process so that it could rewire better. It could have yeah. more wires to rewire more efficiently. Because uh, I, I know that word through Ann Forrest as well, and it's a very valid word even after – uh, the book says that it's not supposed to be. It is valid at 42, at 48, at at you know an older age. And I think the mm-hmm. longest wait that Dr. Harsh treated a patient, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 40 years post injury, and they wow. were able to get some of the yeah. brain cells because your brain cells just go idle if you conked it hard enough, much yes. less two or three right. times. So, <laughs> right. And there is a there is so, a if I may there is a hospital version and then there's a at home version, and at home version yes. NFL players Thank uh, you use for those. That up. Yep, um, NFL players use it. Uh, some names that come to mind is Joe Namath. I men- mentioned him before. Derek Jeter, a couple of guys on the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Lance Armstrong had one. Um, don't know if that's going to rub people the wrong way, but he did, and <clears throat> they're using mm-hmm. it to recover. Also, Louisiana State University here in Baton Rouge, uh, the, the head coach has done several uh, talks about it online, so several uh, conversations about it because he puts his players in these chambers to recover them so that they don't have the issues from concussions because they notice it. Football notices yeah. concussions now. Um, it's no longer get back in the game, stop throwing up. It's uh, let's walk him <laughs> off the field and, and check him. Yeah. Um, so, and the, and the other part, of course, is our, our nation's military that's coming back with PTSD and 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 all that uh, tremendous tremendous challenge uh, that they have, and that's that's why uh, the, the conversation comes back to the military because we need them. We need them whole because they, they put themselves on the line for us. And I think uh, HBOT will really be beneficial uh, to, to a lot of the concussion, concussion um, issues that come back from Afghanistan and Iraq, much less World War II, much less uh, Korea or any other conflict that the United States was involved mm-hmm. in. Excellent. So, Paul, we are almost out of time. 
Um, and I just want to ask you, if you were to give a TBI survivor a piece of advice, what is your like number one piece of advice that maybe someone gave you or that you've learned along the way? First, the first word that I come up with is you're not alone. Mm, um, yeah. I was by myself when I was, when I had my brain injury and I had a loving girlfriend that didn't understand. Um, I, but I found more people that did understand through brain injury services in Springfield, Virginia. And with that understanding, I had more people come to, to my aid because this was important. This was substantial. And I kept writing it off as this is going to go away, and it didn't. But, but the common denominator was I was alone with this. I was alone uh, besides my best friend, Rachel, that, that helped me out a tremendous amount all the way through from 1,600 miles away. Uh, I was alone. So note you're not alone with this. You have Amy, you have me, you have other people across the country that are cheering you on to, to get your brain back, whatever that means. Uh, but there is a better day coming. Uh, please, please know that there's hope from me. Like I said earlier, I'm spreading sunshine today, so you're having a wonderful <laughs> day now. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Paul, I am so thankful you were able to be here today. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey with HBOT, and I just know that you're going to continue advocating and bringing all that sunshine to fellow survivors. So thank you for all <laughs> Thanks that you Thanks for having call. me, Amy. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right, so as I mentioned, tomorrow on the show, I'm going to have Ann Forrest. She is located in Austin, Texas, and that will be tomorrow, Friday, at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to be talking about neuroplasticity and the ability for our brains to heal even years later. So don't give up if a doctor – I was told if you're at one year, you probably won't see any more improvement. Um, not true. Don't, don't listen to that. It's absolutely not true. Our brains have an incredible ability to continue to heal. So, again, thank you for listening today. Thank you to Paul Bosworth for being here. Um, and be sure to check us out again tomorrow afternoon. Uh, take a visit to my website, facesoftbi.com, and you can see some of the other podcasts we've had and some of the upcoming ones we have scheduled. Um, follow me on Twitter at Amy Zellmer and like my Faces of TBI page on Facebook. And if you're not already part of the TBI tribe, um, definitely look for that group and request to join. We have an amazing community um, of fellow survivors and caregivers on Facebook. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for being a part of my journey. And I will see you all next time.